What's up guys, it's Ollie from History Profiles and today's video will be about King Frederick William I of Prussia, otherwise known as the Soldier King. He had a strange obsession with soldiers of immense size and strength, and would even start his own super soldier breeding program. However, in order to do this, he would have to use deception and cunning to lure men into his grasp. Anyway, let's get into the video. First, let's have a look at the early life of Frederick. He was born in Berlin in August 1688 to King Frederick of Prussia and Princess Sophia Charlotte of Hanover. The young Frederick would have everything a youth would want at the time, such as wealth, a fine education and titles. As he grew up, his father acquired the title of King of the Margraves of Brandenburg. The Margraviate of Brandenburg was a major principality of the Holy Roman Empire from 1157 to 1806 that played a major role in the history of Germany. In the year 1713, Frederick William would ascend to the throne and inherit it from his father. However, his rule would be very different. Frederick William preferred to live a simple life, a soldier's life, and he would sell most of his late father's expensive jewellery, horses and furniture in order to increase the wealth of the kingdom. He did not treat the royal treasury as a source of personal income as so many monarchs did, and he didn't want to cripple the kingdom financially. During his reign, he would be noted for living a militaristic lifestyle, never living too lavishly, and he would manage the kingdom's income tightly. As a result, Prussia's economy would improve tenfold. He also placed an annual tax on the middle class and would establish many schools and hospitals. He encouraged farming and would pretty much concern himself with every aspect of his kingdom. However, there was a strange and sinister side to Frederick William. He would expand the size of the Prussian army from 38,000 men to 83,000 and he would quickly become known as the Soldier King due to his lifestyle and military expansion projects. Yet, the Soldier King was still not content with his army. He needed to create an elite unit of men that the world had never seen before. He developed an obsession to create an elite force of extremely tall and strong soldiers. He would recruit giants from his kingdom and all over Europe to be part of his new elite unit. The only requirements were that you had to be over six foot tall, and the taller you were, the more you were paid. However, the soldier king would also arrange for men to be kidnapped and drugged, and then they would wake up amongst his ranks. One Irish giant named James Kirkland was seven foot one, and he was working as a footman for the Prussian ambassador, but the job was a setup and a trap. James was sent to a Prussian ship where he was immediately kidnapped and then dispatched to Prussia to join the Soldier King's forces, who would soon become known as the Potsdam Giants. The Soldier King would pay fathers for their tall sons, and would also pay landowners for their tallest and strongest labourers. Big newborn babies were marked with a bright red scarf if they seemed unusually big, and rulers from abroad would send over tall soldiers to encourage good relationships with the soldier king. The Potsdam giants were also given exclusive treatment. 
They were given the best foods in order to remain strong. They were provided with expensive blue uniforms and were also given a grandier cap that was 45 centimeters high to give an illusion that they were even taller. They were also provided with luxury lodgings. The soldier king had now amassed a regiment of monstrous men, but he needed them to be bigger and stronger. He began to study genetics as he wanted to maintain and grow his army of elite soldiers. He would pair up soldiers with the tallest women of the kingdom and force them to breed. This controlled breeding would create abnormally large men who were specifically bred into his regime. However, the soldier king knew that it would take generations to create a new breed of gigantic men and he began to resort to insane methods to try and make his men even taller. A sinister practice that he implemented was to stretch his regimen of giants on a specially constructed rack in an attempt to make them even taller. This would have caused excruciating pain, damage to the tendons, bones and joints, and may have even caused death in some cases. In the end, the king banned the practice as word was getting around that men were dying and the soldier king did not want his precious soldiers to escape or revolt. Any soldiers that did try to escape, however, were put to death in order to make an example of them. One of the craziest parts of this story is that this elite force was never actually sent into battle as they were considered too valuable to the soldier king. They were his personal project, his pride and joy, and due to this, their military activities were purely drills and training. Nevertheless, the soldier king would intervene in the Great Northern War and would ally himself with Peter the Great of Russia. This gave Prussia new ports on the Baltic Sea coast. Reforms were also introduced to Prussia's army, the training and tactics were revolutionized and the soldier king was creating great soldiers from common men. Although the soldier king in essence was a good ruler and the common people benefited from his reign, he had very strange tendencies, such as his super soldier breeding program, and he was also known for his temper. He was known to physically attack servants and his own children at the slightest annoyance. He was also noted to hate France and would have a fit of rage if anyone even mentioned the country. He would also treat his son Frederick II as his personal project, as he wanted him to be the perfect soldier. When he was a child, he was awakened by the sound of a cannon every morning. He was also given his own regiment of children to command at age six. The soldier king wanted his son to lead a minimalistic lifestyle like he had. He wanted him to focus on the army and the state. However, his son was more interested in music, books and French culture, which was completely not allowed by his father as he didn't want his son to go soft. He considered these things to be decadent and not something a true man would do in his spare time. He would even beat his son for wearing gloves in the cold. He wanted his son to grow up to be tough and to be the perfect soldier that could endure anything. His son would flee with his tutor to England as he hated his life with his father, but both were caught. His tutor was beheaded and his son was made to watch. His son was then court-martialed. The soldier king and his son would have somewhat of a reconciliation when he married Frederick II 
to Princess Elizabeth Brunswick, who his son hated. However, now that he was a married man, he could pursue his interests, such as music and literature. Although the soldier king and his son had a very hostile relationship, his son later wrote that his father penetrated and understood great objectives and knew the best interests of his kingdom better than any minister or general. In 1740, the soldier king would die at the age of 51. He was obese and had gout and crippling stomach pains which could have contributed to his death. As for his regiment of super soldiers, which now stood at 2,500 strong at the time of the soldier king's death, they were disbanded and were put into combat units of common soldiers. The soldier king's son would soon become known as Frederick the Great, and he would restore the Prussian armies to greatness and be successful in many wars and greatly expand the territories of Prussia, converting it into a leading military power. This was possible due to the foundation laid by his father the soldier king, where the kingdom's treasury was full and the soldiers were impeccably trained. By the 1800s, Prussia was littered with abnormally large men due to the regime of the soldier king. His methods were insane and immoral, however, he succeeded in creating a regimen of extremely tall and strong men. Let me know in the comments sections down below what you think of the soldier king and if his lifestyle and ideologies were essential for the success of his son. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you all next time for another history profile. Bye.